bass and drums and guitar. Hello, this is CITR 101.9 FM, the Inkstead Show, the radio show where we talk about comics. I have a couple of special guests this week. Um, I'm doing two best of shows. Best of is kind of a weird term. Um, One week I'm having a bunch of cartoonists on and we're going to talk about our favorite comics of the year. Um, And then next week I'm going to have a bunch of critics on and uh yeah this week though i'm very excited i'm excited about both weeks i'm a little scatterbrained today it's been a while since i've been on live on air seems like a dog's age it's been uh 2010 has been a chaotic year for me uh right now i have on the line sorry about that i should do i have you guys there i have zach soto do i have you zach yep okay you're live on air zach zach just called in oh, and joined oh. us uh-oh, you're a bad boy. Uh, I've got Michael DeForge. Hello. Hello, Michael. And last but not least, Noah Van Skyver. Hey. Did I get it right, Noah? Yeah, you got it. You got it. I always, okay, I'm happy about that. How are you boys doing today? Uh, I'm okay. All right. Pretty, pretty good. I'm great. Yes, you are, Zach. You are great. <laughs> Zach, Zach Soto was the... Uh, the guy who took me my first strip club was Zach Soto. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's in, uh, true. Huh? In Portland, yeah. That was the first time I ever gone to a strip club, and I was there with Zach Soto. Oh, Zach. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're, uh, you're, so many I could never forget. Strip club cherries, you're just blurred together. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a traditional thing to do in Portland, right? Yeah, totally. We, we have, uh, allegedly, we have more strip clubs per capita than, you know, anywhere. But I've been to Tampa, and that seems kind of crazy, because Tampa is strip club crazy. 
I'll have to take your word anyway. for it. I, I don't think I ever want to go to uh, Florida. I, I'm not oh, much for the there's heat. There's lots of lovely things in Florida. I'm sure there is, um, but it's yeah, hot. Cultural things, generally, but yeah. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a I'm I'm Canadian. We don't like the heat, or maybe we do. I don't know. True. Um, why don't we start out with everyone kind of introducing who they are and kind of what the projects are right now? Um, we'll start with you, Zach, since you seem to be the uh, the effervescent personality. Oh, well. Gosh. <laughs> oh, my. Um, my name is Zach Soto. I live in Portland, Oregon. I am a cartoonist, and I also am an editor. And I am cartooning on my comic strip, The Secret Voice, for to be a webcomic this year. And um, I'm also, I've been working on Study Group 12 magazine, or anthology, or whatever you want to call it. And it's you know, it, it is going to continue. So I'm and working on that. The fourth more. book just came out in October, and you've been traveling, pushing that. It's a beauty of a book. Yes, I have been showing off the beautiful book. The beautiful book with a million silkscreen pages. Okay, maybe six. There are there are some silkscreen pages. There, it's it's uh it's all offset on the inside, and the covers are silkscreen. It's limited to five hundred. Yada yada yada. There's a there's a spiel I can do it at a at a convention, you know. But this isn't a convention. No, no. So I'm not prepared. <laughs> Michael, what? I'm not prepared to do my spiel. That's okay. We'll have time. Uh, Michael, tell us okay. about yourself and what you got going on over the last year. Uh, I live in Toronto, and I draw a comic called Lose for Koyama Press. And that's about it. Do comics. Uh, study group is actually, Zach, when you asked me to do something for study group, uh, that I think that was the first time anyone actually asked me to do a comic. Like, I didn't just oh, really? bring it on someone. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Look well, I, I'm a, I have a foresight, then, I guess, because you've blown you, up. You, you boosted my self esteem a lot. <laughs> <laughs> We're all friends here. Uh, and <laughs> I, I should mention, uh, Michael also uh, won the uh, Doug Wright Award for Best New Talent in uh, May, which is a prestigious Canadian honor. And so we're very happy. Thank you. We're very proud of, of young Mr. Michael. Noah, how are you doing? Uh, I'm fine, man. I'm great. Tell, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I didn't win any awards. Uh, I do a comic book called Blammo for Kilgore Books, which is a used bookstore in Denver, and they publish my comic book. And then I'm also, uh, you know, have you ever heard that company, 2D Cloud, in Minneapolis? They're a little publisher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They do the Hive Anthology, uh, right? Yeah, they do a, the Good Minnesotan, mm -hmm. and they put out yearbooks and all, like, all like, uh, good stuff, but... They're going to publish this, uh, like, one-shot comic that I drew in the summer called The Death of Elijah Lovejoy, which is just, like, a historical comic. And uh, then I'm also working on this Abraham Lincoln book that I've been working on for years. And that's it. That's all. That's the only thing you got going for me. And you also did a uh, extensive touring with uh, John Porcelino last year. Yeah, yeah. We might actually go on one in the spring, too, and do the East Coast. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. We're trying to figure that out. That would be swell. Now, in preparation for this show today, uh, we kind of tossed around a list of a bunch of different comics, and you guys all kind of had a completely different list. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, it was good. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's nice to see like uh, what folks' interests are um, and try and gather together some kind of list. So I sent back a list. Uh, for us to go over and discuss. Um, were you guys able to get through most of the stuff on that list? Uh, some of it. Yeah. Is there anything anyone... I, uh... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'd say, is there anything anyone did not read? You know, I still haven't read Lint. Um, really? So, yeah, it's. I, 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 I had bought it before we even talked about it. It's just been sitting on my to-read list. Uh, my to read pile 
you know, along with copies of Atari Force um, and the Inth Man, and, uh, you know, I just haven't gotten to it. The Inth Man? Is that so the one that it's, it, Steve it's, Ditko it's did? It's Inth or Reed than, like, Weathercraft or something, um, you know, and I just haven't been able to make the time for it because I want to be in the right headspace for it. I understand that. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to get cartoonists together to talk about you know, comics of the year is to kind of get your point of view as creators um, and how this work has influenced you or kind of how, how you view it as a cartoonist um, where comics critics have a very particular point of view and have kind of a different analytical lens. Um, maybe we'll start out with, with one of these zanier, zanier books. You'll get mad. You can get mad if you want views in terms zany. Um, did you guys all read Wally Gropius? By Mr. Yeah, Tim Hensley. Um, I read parts of it. <laughs> did, did you read it in Mom first, like like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I actually have not finished reading parts of it in Mom. Um, it, it, look, it. it looks really good, though. I like his his style and you know, the Queen. Yeah. Michael, you read it? Yeah. Though. I, uh, it's sort of cool how like. Because I, I I didn't pick up every issue of Mom, so I'd like read bits and pieces of it there, and I like thought it was pretty cool. But uh, it it I was surprised at how linearly it reads as a book. Because um, in Mom, I sort of thought there was something going on, but I was just really dumb and couldn't understand it. And then um, well, it, yeah, it does it, come off pretty scattered. In uh, Mom, as, I guess as a as a book all at once, I was really surprised and and delighted <laughs> at uh at how it reads. Um, yeah, like stuff that I thought was maybe either stuff that was going over my head or stuff that adhered to some, like, logic that was completely Hensley's that I had no idea how to how to read uh, really made sense. Like, everything kind of clicks together, uh, collected like that. What, um... It, it, oh, go ahead, Zach. No, I was just going to say, it. so it wasn't, like, uh, narrative... Uh, hula hooping it was just you weren't reading all the parts yeah or just stuff because like i don't know mom has such a weird schedule too so even during stretches where i was reading it issue to issue like i like i wouldn't really remember what happened i'd have sort of an idea of what was going on but yeah like i it, it really it yeah it, it is much for me it was much more rewarding reading all at once in one sitting Noah, what kind of stuff did you get out of the stories when you read it as Mom, or did it kind of stick out to you at all? When I read it? Yeah. Um, I just, I, I liked his, like, it was sort of like an old Archie comic kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I thought that was, like, an interesting approach to, to take with comics, but, I, you know, uh, I guess I'm just kind of with Michael on that. I don't know. It's a whole, it, it seems like he's using his own language in comic yeah, storytelling. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, the thing with um, um, Tim Hensley is, like, I've, 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 I don't know, like, his stuff is always really interesting because he um, he kind of, uh, it seems like at least, he, he, he purposely puts his, his uh, what's going on in the comics as far as the drawing and stuff, like, at odds with the text. Um, yeah. So, that, I mean, it's like, it's like almost like forced awkwardness. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like an intellectual, you know, type of version of like choose your uh, curb your enthusiasm or something, where you're like, <laughs> what what's going on? Why are these people all like aggravated? You know, or why am I getting aggravated reading this? You know. Um, well, I think I read in an interview somewhere. Doesn't he like ink out all of his balloons first before deciding what to draw everything in? Like that might come way after he actually letters everything. Or maybe that's wrong, but I think I read an interview. That's how he worked. That would be pretty. That would be pretty nuts. Usually, it's quite the opposite, where folks will draw their page and then kind of insert the word balloons. Is that the same for you guys? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> I mean, I have well, it written I mean, out already. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Noah. Uh, I. Oh yeah, I, I have it all written out in a notebook, and so I. I usually just like pencil it in the drawings and then just like write out the word balloons after that. But I don't know. I mean, some people put word balloons like on the com- with the computer, right? And that's how they do it. Like the word balloons aren't even part of the artwork. A lot more yeah, now than it real. used to be. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and like old school mainstream people would like they would pencil out everything and then somebody else would come in and do all the word balloons first before anybody had inked it. So it's uh oh. you know, whatever. There's no there's no normal way, I guess. I don't know. Huh. But as far as like writing at the very end it's almost like he's doing like his own if if that's true then he's he's doing his own like Stanley, you know, Marvel method or whatever on his own art or something. Right, yeah. That's just like hope. reverse Marvel or something. Yeah. The anti Ditko. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> actually. <laughs> well, I mean the opposite of the Ditko process. Yeah. Where Ditko just does these crazy stories and yeah. Uh one one comic that I really loved and um I know Zach really likes this too, and Michael, you like this as well. Uh did I don't know if you got a chance no, to read it. Not. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is. What is it? <laughs> uh, orcs. You're like, sure, Zach and Michael like it. I, but I haven't had much of a chance to chat with you, Noah. I, I've seen these boys, but I only saw you in Vancouver very briefly. I'm sad about that. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, or- man. It's okay. Uh, orcs name by uh, Mr. James Stoku. Yeah. Um, this year is kind of interesting, and especially like uh, Noah and Michael, both of you do uh, pamphlet comics. Um, yeah. And what James does and what Brandon Graham does, um, also more pamphlet comics. And it seems like there's more of a resurgence now in kind of embracing that. Um, And I think Orc's Name's an interesting example just as far as, like, a lot of folks that don't normally read, uh, that wouldn't normally pick this up, picked it up because of it being image. Um, But it's still a fantastic, crazy comic. So what what do you guys think of Orc's Name? Uh, Zach. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I thought Orkstein was was pretty cool. Uh, the thing, the funny thing about Orkstein is that it reminds me of nothing so much as like an old Air Cell comic, um, another great Canadian publisher, along the lines of Drawn and Quarterly and Koyama. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, no. <laughs> no, but it it it, it, remi- it reminds me, uh, yeah, of, of those old Air Cell comics where it's like, you know, pretty much anything could happen. You've got Barry Blair drawing like, you know, little dongs on everything, and uh, and there's like crazy airbrush uh, coloring, and it, it kind of captures that feel, um, although it's a little bit more macho than Elf Lord. Instead of uh, little dongs, they're big dongs. Yeah, they're big yeah. drippy dongs, and they're getting chopped off. So I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of a wash, I guess, at that point. Yeah, the, the penis thing is pretty awesome because I remember like the first issue came out, and I was really stoked on it. And I was like, it's really funny that there's this like awesome fantasy comic, and he's drawing all these subliminal penises in it. And then like when <laughs> issue two came out, I was like, oh wait, it's like this whole thing is just about dicks, and like he reveals yeah. that the whole economy <laughs> revolves around lopping off dicks, and it's like, oh yeah, this is yeah. like. It's not a subliminal thing. It is like... Their, their yeah. money is dried up penises that they chopped off, right? So. Chits made from grunch. Yeah, from grunch. <laughs> the, the neat thing um, I, I see about it is that how James is able to just go off into his own world and really not be held back at all. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, like, he's, he's burrowing a tunnel deep into whatever you know, dong-loving, you know, <laughs> heavy metal-influenced uh, substrata is there in his mind, for sure. Yeah, like, reading it kind of reminds me of the first time I read, like, yeah, like, uh, something like Morningstar or, or Territoid Heights, and you get to, like, piece together what the whole world is about uh, as you go further into it. It's, it's pretty exciting to see as it goes. Noah, did you get a chance to look at uh, Orcsane at all? No, they don't get that in Denver. What? (laughs) (laughs) Something's wrong with Denver. Yeah, we don't get that kind of stuff out here. No. No. uh, Too many dongs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They have a little border police. Not enough dongs. That's a lot of dongs. It's quite amazing. I think it's the first image comic to really be, to have dongs in it. Am I right? Like Spawn, you know. Yeah, I, I could be mistaken, but I, I think that he was originally going to do this with Oni, and they were like, too many dongs. And so 
He just said, you know who likes songs? Image. Yeah. <laughs> but there's that whole dog sequence in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, the cover. Yeah, Don yeah, Pilgrim wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> the cover to the last issue is basically the Scott Pilgrim teabagging special. So. <laughs> right. Well, and there's that scene where they all measure each other's penises, and I guess that didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. And Kim had the long, largest penis, I think, was the, the problem. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this, this this show is even more in-jokey than your usual shows, Robin. This is, uh, this is uh, I, I like to think this is a classy show this week. It's, uh, it's really bringing the charm. But blame James. Uh, he, 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 he'll be giggling and farting KFC farts right now, probably. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um... Noah, I want to find out something you really enjoyed um, from your list. I think uh, Wild Kingdom was one of your picks, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Wild Kingdom is. I mean, that's like beautiful. Like, uh, yeah, this, there's like this part in there called Fancy Pigeons, and I could stare at that like forever. He's he's one of my favorites. Is that the man. list Kevin of pigeons? Said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and the way he colored it, I don't know. I don't know how he does that stuff. Yeah, he's great. Well, I think he uses uh, a computer, but yeah, that's computer. Yeah, but it's like, but it, like it looks like it's like uh, almost like watercolored or something. Look at that thing, man! And oh, like, you know what? It could be. Computer, uh, you know? It could be pencil crayons. Yeah, 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 or something. It's something like that. But then, of course, it gets tweaked. But it's just—it's beautiful, man. He has like a really good line. I love that guy. There's something neat about that book in the way that it's very—he can tell a lot through silent actions. Yeah. Like, it's one of those books where you can plow through real quick or you can take a lot of time with and kind of watch as everything connects and, and builds up. Have you have you read the quotes on the back of the book? Why, why don't I read out the amazing quotes? Uh, deft, signs for children. Uh, outstanding in the sense that it stands out, comics appraisal. <laughs> the illustrations alone are worth dot, 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 looking at dot, 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 the International <laughs> Journal of Comic Studies. Throughout the book yeah. runs the love and understanding often felt by humankind for the world of animals. Road Construction Lawyer Digest. <laughs> Kevin's got a dry wit. Yes. Um, Kevin Hazinga. Kevin Hazinga. The, the, the Wild Kingdom from Drawn and Quarterly. Yeah. Did any other boys read that book? Yeah, yeah I, I really loved it. It's like beautifully designed and yeah. Uh, I really like that one. Yeah, I, I read that also in its original forms uh, in or else, I guess it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if parts of it was in Super Monster or not, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think I actually got this. I'm just like looking at my magazine rack. I think I've got this or else right here. Oh, yeah. Here's the Wild Kingdom issue four. But I think um, this one. And it... I thought, I thought, what's that? It really expands upon what's in the actual issue of Or Else. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, and the pacing is a little different, and um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, uh, it was really impressive. I actually read Wild Kingdom a couple months ago. It was like some of these books come out, and um, like Kevin or like Jim Woodring or Chris Ware or someone, they'll put out a, a book that I know is going to be awesome, and then I don't like read it right away for mm-hmm. some reason. Um, so it took me a little while to actually, like, I was standing around at the comic book store that I work at, and I was like, let me read this, and, uh, and it kind of put me in a quiet place for the rest of the day, so. Well, how long did it take you to, before you read the new Acme Novelty Library? Did you read that right away when it came out? He hasn't read it yet. Oh, I I haven't even read it yet. Oh, wow. So you're, yeah, you're not lying. Yeah. So you, you yeah, I mean, like, that, that came out at Brooklyn, or? Uh, Brooklyn it, Fest? I think it was out at SPX. Okay, yeah. Well, one of those shows, and I'm like, oh, well, I can wait until I go back to my store and I get, like, 30% off or whatever. And uh, yeah. and then it's just, like, it's easier to read a J.T. Kroll comic and hate it than it is <laughs> to read something that you know you're going to love that's going to take, like, hours and hours. So, I- sometimes. I, I wonder why why read terrible comics? Why? Well, I don't read J.T. Kroll comics anymore, but okay. I'm just saying. Ever since the Speedy holding the, uh, or sorry, Ars- what's his name now? Arsenal. Arsenal. Arsenal holding the dead cat in the alley. 
Yeah. Well, the dead cat wasn't meowing. Uh, it was dead. But yeah, it was. It, it was. That was funny though. That was. That was. That was like hilarity. <laughs> anyway, the the point is, I, yeah, I haven't read uh, Lint, and I and I and sometimes don't read. Like I didn't read Weathercraft until we started making these lists, you know. But then once I read it, I was like, why did I wait? You know, this is amazing. I love this guy. Wilson was like that for me, where it took me a good probably three or four months before I opened it. And I'm Yeah, with Wilson, for me, it was like a lot of like, I would just like read page every once in a while, you know, and then I reread it all in order. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, Dan Klaus, you know, he's always going to be like on the top of the list um, whenever he puts something out. He's the master. List of big jerks. <laughs> Isn't he, aren't they making a movie out of that book? Yeah, like Alexander Payne is the director, the guy who did Sideways. Oh. So oh, who's okay. going to play? That's cool. Is it going to be like Paul Giamatti as Wilson? So Harvey Pekar as Wilson? Funny. I could, Picard see, I could see Paul Giamatti being Wilson. They could do that. Paul Giamatti should just star in every like alt-comics-related movie. What about Steve Buscemi? I'd like to see him again. Like the surrogate. You know what, man? I was watching Singles the other night, and Paul Giamatti's in that movie. That's crazy, right? Is he like a young stud? Is he like yeah, a he's like, well, he's, he's, still, he's still kind of like, he's got hair and everything. And it's it's like, like, a, like two minutes, he's like making out with this girl in the coffee shop. And I'm like, that's Paul Giamatti. What the hell? <laughs> what year did that movie come out? 93? Something like that, yeah. Is he a member of some uh, Seattle grunge band hanging out with Eddie Vedder? No, he's like in a coffee shop. You that's know? it. Which is oh. like, that, that's pretty grungy. Yeah. I'm going to do a quick song break. And when we come back, uh, maybe we'll jump into Wilson. Sound good, boys? All right. All right. Okay. Sounds like the greatest idea you've ever had. Zach, I don't love you anymore. Let's really get inside <laughs> this one, guys. All right. We'll be right back. Ink Stud, CITR, 101.9 no FM. More in, no more in jokes. <laughs> okay. Back, Ink Stud, CITR, 101.9 FM. How are you boys doing? Great. Great. Oh, can we go back to the commercials? <laughs> <laughs> i got to do these things. It's radio. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I know. It's funny because you don't hear those on the, the inkstud.org or whatever. Yeah, I... I've heard a couple. Out, I've heard I noticed, that, I noticed I've that, heard that you, you must hate your, your other shows. Um, the, the shows that appear on the website are... Uh, Versions specifically for the website that don't necessarily have the. Uh, I take out the ads. I take out the ads when I post them online. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets syndicated on uh, other stations across Canada. So, there we go. Do I do I really need to explain myself? Why am I explaining myself? Um, I'm joined by Zach Soto, Michael DeForge, and Noah Van Skyver. And that song we listened to was uh, Zach's pick. Tell us about that song, Zach. You like it? Um, it's a band called Sleigh Bells, and I think they're a two-person band, and uh, the girl is really hot. And uh, so I thought, hey, man, 2010 was a really hot year, and we're doing the hot list, yo. So, no, actually, um, I don't know, whatever. I like that song. And it's kind of new, so I figured it would be in the uh, the cool list show. That's good, because song. my music taste is incredibly dated. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure Noah has some comments on that. So, Wilson, uh, this year, big year, uh, new book by Mr. Daniel Clouds, one of my favorite cartoonists, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this room. Actually, I'm alone in the studio, but what do you guys think of Wilson? Was it all you expected, or were you disappointed? Mm, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I? I'm always the only person that that speaks up, man. I'm like waiting, and then nobody, fall, you know. So it's like this weird. That's well, the. Well, I, I I just felt like I was talking too much, so I I thought I'd let somebody uh, else go. I mean, it's great. It's you know, it's Daniel Klaus. You know, so, like I said, he can't really do any wrong. It's like Chris Ware, you know. Everything they do, it's going to be good. What do you guys think? I of... don't know. I I wouldn't say it's his best, um, the best Daniel Klaus book, but it's you know, if you're a Klaus fan. And you're probably going to like it. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the the fragmented storytelling that Klaus and Ware are using, where it's all done in short segments that all kind of connect together? I don't I sort like, of that. like it. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. The, the scope of because, uh, like, Lint kind of does that too, and that it's like a cutaway of different time, like different points of this uh, other person's life, and it's also like page by page, and. Uh, I sort of like the it, – it, it's an effective way to cover the scope of both narratives, which, um, like, Lint is from birth till death, and Wilson isn't that huge, but it's still, like, uh, a number of years of a person's life. Uh, and, yeah, yeah it's sort of effective. Uh, Zach? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I just said – I interjected the word phases. It was, a, it was a highlight of the conversation. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, no, I just uh, – yeah, I, I, think it, I think it works really well, and I think it um, – uh, I mean, this is more about Lint than it is Wilson, but Lint sort of does this thing in where you think you know what the narrative is, and then it kind of tricks you uh, at the very end and makes you question whether or not you got all the important moments uh, through it. Um, yeah, so it works really well. Uh, yeah, and, and and for Wilson, too, I thought uh, they it, it, was, it was a nice way of telling a story, and uh, I like the way Klaus wrote it out i think he did it just like he was doing a bunch of one page strips that mm-hmm. uh, weren't supposed to connect to together i think was the story and then he sort of realized there was an actual narrative going on or decided to put that in there so yeah it's it one of the interesting things about uh wilson is the is the art style um when you look at something where someone's really making a conscious effort to change up their cartooning what do you think about that within your own work i mean for me it's something i do yeah a a lot so it's something i like i like seeing uh i was sort of curious with with that is that um i mean it 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 looked it didn't it never looked like he was trying to imitate another style he was always just referencing other points which i thought was pretty effective it was probably more effective than if he tried to actually do like this is his peanut strip and this is his like beetle bailey so well he 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 did that more with um death ray and ice haven um -hmm. like the the blue you know the blue bunny or whatever it was and um you know he would 
in some of those strips, like, because he's been doing this kind of, uh, like, strips within strips, making up a larger narrative thing for, like, a few different stories. So um, this is kind of like he's he's refined it almost to the point where he's not, he's not trying to, like, pinpoint some specific uh, cartoonist style so much as he's like, well, this is a part where I'm, highlighting how uncomfortable Wilson's life is or whatever. So I'm going to draw it in really like more of a detailed style. But I actually didn't think like, I mean, I know that he is obviously changing his styles up in Wilson, but it really didn't seem that, um, that crazy, like of changes in between strips to me, you know, like one, one might be more cartoony than the other, but they all kind of felt like they, you know, they were, they easily sat next to each other to me. Right. They all have the same rhythm. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, yeah wouldn't have been there if yeah suddenly it started looking like like a crazy cat layout or something. Yeah, and the coloring was all pretty much you know there there was a lot more similarities in this one than say uh, Ice Haven where every story is like a whole other character's point of view, so it made more sense for it to be radically different. Noah, any any other uh, Wilson think, comments? I think they said it beautifully. Okay. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> the cop of well, answer. It, it reminds me a bit I of like, like with Wally Gropius. It's not, it's not like supposed to be like a parody of a teen comic, and it's not even supposed to be in, like imitating one comic in particular. It's sort of referencing this other style, and that's kind of what I feel Klaus did too. Or, or to use another book on the list, uh, uh, Lemon Styles by David King. It's mm-hmm. like. Oh yeah, that's a of these other other cartoonists or another tradition of cartooning, but not feel like, oh, this is some guy riffing on this or this is some guy parodying this. This guy's trying to be Milkbrose or something like that. Yeah. Well, why don't we yak about uh, Mr. King's Lemon Styles? Um, uh, yeah, I, I love that comic. It's great. It, it, I didn't even. I've never seen anything from. I mean, I knew I've heard of David King before that, and then he gave me a copy of that, and I, I just like. I mean, he's so his style is like so clean, so nice. Yeah. So much. Yeah, he's he's an amazing draftsman, and like his 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 I don't know I guess stories um, are like really um, they're they're I don't know they they kind of go over my head half the time, you know, yeah. in a good way. Where I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. you know, like well, like with I have to kind of meditate on some of them. It, it's kind of interesting, like, yeah. with Wilson, where you have uh, a story connecting through it, or Lind with a story connecting through it, um, I feel with uh, Levin Styles, it's more of an emotion that's connected through it, but not necessarily a story. Yeah, it exactly. feels closer to poetry, like... Yeah. And it happens <laughs> to have this restriction of it casting these certain characters and having, you know, four panels, like, to look like a four-panel gag. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating now. Um, do you think the work that that someone like David King's doing comes across better now because there's more of a wider understanding of kind of where this fits in within a historical narrative, or is that too much of a question? It's too much for me. Wait, sorry. Could you when, when you look at at, at David's work um, in Lemon Styles? and kind of see how he's influenced by older cartoonists. Uh, same with, like, Klaus, with some of the styles he's taking on in Wilson. Um, how with, with now, there's a lot more of an understanding of what the history of comics is uh, with all these different reprint collections, the internet making everything accessible. Do you think that affects how you're understanding the work, how you're reading the work, having that idea of history? Probably. I mean, yeah, I think yeah, so. you can't you can't help but ha- have it change the way you look at things, you know. Yeah. Do you think this work would have uh, come across as well ten years ago? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I mean, if, if he was still doing the same work ten years ago, his cartooning would still be as good. But you know, yeah, maybe exactly. we wouldn't have quite as much of an understanding of where he's coming from because 10 years ago you know the 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 reprint landscape was a lot different and um 
you know, a lot of what you had to go off of was like this based on the Smithsonian Book of Comic Strips or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and like I don't now think it would have you been... have crazy reprints of all kinds of old stuff. So I mean, maybe more people. Could, I mean, like you know, not us necessarily because we're hopefully you know we're all pretty knowledgeable about this stuff. I would imagine, but like nerds, you know, the layman would probably diff- yeah the nerds the, but the, the, the layman would probably definitely have a different take on it like whoa where's this guy what's this guy drawing from you know i don't know if lemon yeah. styles in particular would be one that like 10 years ago people still understand like the format of a four panel gag mm-hmm. and yeah like i don't think that's necessarily one that would have been harder to penetrate 10 or 15 years ago that's true. Like, I feel like Wilson might even actually be, would have been a harder thing to look at 10 years ago for someone who didn't have just, like, a base understanding of different comic styles or or hadn't read more comics and wouldn't be, like, weirded out by the fact that it's drawn in different styles. Uh, they maybe would come with a preconceived notion of how a comic book should look. And But, but I feel like Lemon Styles, that, that framework is already there, even if you might not pick up on like every influence he has mm-hmm. well you might not know where it's from but you've seen old-timey cartooning even in like incidental promotional materials for you know products and stuff toothpaste so. right and just that basic grid is, is familiar that rhythm to everything of, yeah yeah i realize we've been talking uh about books by dudes and i want to talk about um the complete opposite make me a woman uh by vanessa davis oh, girl comics girl oh. comics <laughs> <laughs> millie the I, model i love that book i love vanessa's comics she's she's kind of amazing actually yeah i'll agree yeah, with I'll, that i'll need to pick that up i picked that up because it was on the list and there was something i'd been meaning to get to but now that i, I read it I'm, I'm really glad it's it's fantastic noah did you get a chance to read it Oh yeah, I actually uh, I really like Spaniel Rage a lot, and uh, I feel like I waited a long time for that book to come out. And so then my girlfriend pre-ordered it, and when, we, when she got it, like I read it before she had a chance to. I just I like Vanessa Davis's style a lot because like I can't tell like what she's influenced by, you know? Like she doesn't even use panels or anything, and like her drawing style doesn't really look like anything else to me. It's a. L- I, I just think I don't know. There's like a- no guy could have drawn that stuff. It's like it's so feminine. I don't know. It's beautiful. Well, it's funny because we talk about, you know, Lemon Styles, Wilson, Acme, where they're very controlled books. Um, yeah. And Vanessa's work is 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 not controlled. It's very free and open, and it plays, and it allows itself to really be out there. Yeah. And, and it's just, I don't know, it's just it's gorgeous. And, like, even, like, sometimes you'll see, like, a mistake. Like, you'll see, like, a pencil line in there or something, and it doesn't even matter. It's just, it doesn't take anything away. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I sort of like it. It, 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 Like, a lot of comics I read are clearly done by people who, uh, like, I mean, I feel like my comics are this, is just that, like, yeah, all I do is think about comics and think about other cartoonists. And I like reading something like that where her pages don't feel like they're, yeah, like they feel feel like they're designed... um, really naturally and organically and your eyes move around the page that way and she's not thinking about yeah, like, Trevor yeah. Von Eden or something. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I also feel like, I mean, I, I, yeah, I know her, but I, could, I don't know anything about her process, so like, I could be totally wrong with this, but it feels like she, she labors on the writing, you know, like the, 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 the maybe the structure of the writing and you know the, the 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 way the words flow and stuff like that seems very composed. You know, um, yeah. And it, you know, in contrast to maybe, you know, where, what you're talking about with like the the layouts where they seem sort of free and easy, especially yeah. with the the watercolor, you know, pieces that she did for uh, that website that are in Make Me a Woman. Mm-hmm. The tablet. She had, she had to distill it down to a few pages. You know. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a pretty book, and it, it was one of my favorites of the year. It's one I'd been waiting for a long time, and it's interesting yeah, me too. how it reads Great. different in a book, too. Like you're saying, it was on the website for tablet, and when you read it in the book, I, I, I'm able to really take it in a lot more. 
it's a it's it, it's a just i don't know an interesting thought on just uh the the web versus print and how here's something where i would say 50 at least 50 percent of that book was probably is available online for free but still people would rather read this book or are you know happily reading this book as a book format yeah, I mean, well, that's, that's like, that's like another one. Now is, is, is people are, are happy to pay for a collection at this point. You mm-hmm. know, if they like it enough, they well, want to own it. It's like a Body World, which is another one that I think didn't that, that came out this year, right? Yeah, it did actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, would you rather read that in print or would you rather just like read it on his website, you know? Like, would you, would actually, you pay that's for a it? weird one because I would actually re- rather read that one on the website. Yeah, that, that's one of the few for me where I feel like uh, I enjoyed it in book form, but I thought it flowed better online. Is that just because of the way he designed yeah. it? Uh, I'm going I'm to agree with yeah. that. The the book, I mean, it's a great book, but it is a challenge to read the way you have to hold the book, folded over, bent over, and flipping through the pages. It, yeah, and there's some sequences yeah. that feel like it was more natural to just keep scrolling down. Mm-hmm. Um than to actually physically flip something, which isn't usually the case. But, uh, yeah, I also liked, I really liked it serialized, too, but that might just be my personal preference. But I kind of like, like, uh, I enjoyed, like, waiting for a new segment and being really stoked when a new chapter was online. How long did it take him to do a chapter yeah. when you swing them online? Uh, Would it take him a long like time? A, there was something up every week, right? Yeah, I think for a while... It was weekly, but it felt like every month I'd be able to read some more. I think the book overall, I think the serialization online was over a year and a half. Around wow. a year and a half, I think. Yeah. So it might have been. For, for whatever reason, the book seems just like more awkward. Yeah. And um, is that because they had the pages that are like stuck together? Yeah, it's just like Body World, like screened on the side, so the pages are like kind of stuck together. And you got to peel them apart. Uh, oh, really? Not on my I thought you meant because it was totally hot and sexy, and you stuck the pages together. No, that's well, that's Dash. You know, there were more pictures of Dash. Yeah, <laughs> that guy, like Dash, Dash Shaw's pure sexuality. The book, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. The author's photo. Oh, Somebody hi. should make that book. Hi, Dash. I just want, like, a Dash Shaw's nipples. <laughs> a, a comic. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing right now. Uh, he's, he's tweaking his nipples. He's probably working on his animation thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that looks uh, amazing. Yeah, I'm excited for that. It does look amazing. Yeah. The, the thing about that is that, like, Body World on the Web was one of my very favorite comics of, I don't know, whatever, 2009 or whatever, whenever it was mainly serialized. And then when it came out as a book, I, you know, it, it wasn't on my list. I kind of forgot about it, you know, like, because, like, it was kind of an awkward book. And I and I was like, cool, I'm glad this is in a book because that was a great story. But then I didn't really want to read it in a book. Yeah, it's good. I, yeah, I also can't tell, like, if I would have preferred, like, I, I preferred reading it on the web because that was the first time I read it. And I picked up the book and it was really gorgeous, but I wasn't, like, because I had already read all the material i might have read it differently if it was my first time around uh i might have been as excited um yeah okay um moving on from dash's nipples um the one uh manga that made it made it on our collective list uh tatsumi's um black blizzard which was an interesting um kind of collection of his work felt a lot different than the rest of his work um, what kind of uh, stuff did you guys get from that book, Zach? Or did you? Even well, read I it? actually didn't read that. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, screw that. No, uh, that was that was one of the things I I, I actually went uh, to go read it the other day or to grab it from my store, and we were sold out, so I couldn't couldn't do it. So. Oh, that's okay. But when it came out, I was like, "Oh, this is cool." <laughs> but yeah, but but where but where are the trash hands? Right? You know, so where are the what? Where, where where are the trash handlers and the the the, the geishas? You know, the, yeah, the aborted fetuses in the <laughs> dumpster. Uh, that's that's a 
you know, I, I kind of feel weird about the book too because I felt like, I don't know, I like more of his shocking work. I like the book, but I didn't like it as much as uh, the Pushman or any of the other books. Um, well, yeah, I think it reads more like it's it's more interesting if you already know his other work and know a bit of his biography. Uh, like it, it, I really enjoyed it, but I don't think I'd have appreciated as much if I didn't sort of know this was his first work and what he evolved into. And like he drew that in like a month or something, right? Like what? I, yeah, I felt, yeah. Like that's, he drew it in like a like, crazy really amount of like time. That. And as yeah. I was reading it, I kept thinking, I can't believe this guy like drew this in a month. Uh, yeah. But it's weird because like the work itself, like I mean, I, you know, I flipped through it and I was like, okay, cool, I'll read this eventually. But like the work itself doesn't look like it holds up with other things. I don't, you know, I don't know, whatever. With his other work, I guess. Um, I don't know if we'd be, would we be talking about it if it wasn't like all the context that we have. I don't of think knowing, so. Like Tatsumi's a great artist, and I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I, off I agree. Like right if, now. it's more interesting because, yeah, like you know what, what, if, what he did later, and you know the circumstances where he made that one in particular. So. Not that it isn't really cool, because I still dug it. We're nearing the end of our hour, gentlemen. Um, oh, man. We didn't oh. even talk about King City or BPRD. I'm sorry. Or Nurse Nurse. Or Nurse Nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's the whole crap load of awesome stuff that we did not even brush on Nurse Nurse. Oh, we, didn't talk about, uh, we didn't talk about Love and Rockets. Brown Town, I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, Robin, do you want to talk about our lists do you guys want to so, go to let people know that we cared about more than three books sure we can do that do you guys uh have your list with you or do you want me to read them off for you i don't uh, have, I have mine with you or with me who has theirs uh, I, I don't do. michael read mine none of you do do you <laughs> zach <laughs> i'm by a computer i can pick up my list also. i will i got the list here uh zach chose uh, Lose number two by uh, Michael DeForge. Hi, oh, Michael. Uh, Vagabond. Yeah, that dude's awesome. It, it, it is the year of DeForge. Um, Vagabond eight and nine. Pipu two. Uh, crickets. Uh, that would probably be Crickets number three that just came out last month. Um, Orc stain, which we. That yeah. was also amazing. Did the, the crickets? I mean, that was just like Sammy going, "Hey, I'm still here. Eat it, suckers." Uh, I loved it. Uh, Orkstain, the Browntown story from the latest Love and Rockets. Wilson, uh, Big Questions 14 and 15. You actually finished reading it. I know a lot of folks are like, I'm going to wait. What did you think? So they can read all like 800 pages? Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been getting it since it was a mini comic. Like, I had the first few, so. Well, you're just better than us. Why not, why not finish it? No, I'm just saying, why, why would you wait, you know? I hear ya. Um... I love it. I do need to finish it. Uh, King City by Brandon Graham. Unsinkable Walker Bean by Aaron Rainier. Uh, Johnny Ryan's horror comics that have been on Vice Mag. Would you include Prison Pit in that or no? Um, I, I really like Prison Pit a lot. I, I kind of like Prison Pit 1 better than I like 2, but um, but it's I, I think for me, like the things that, that Johnny's been doing, um, aside from Prison Pit, are just as kind of mind-blowing to me like the the comics where like a kid will come home and find his dad fucking some monster or something and you know whatever anyway yeah (laughs) his stuff is his stuff is great as well you uh bprd is one of your favorite titles at all at completely right now eh? oh yeah yeah bprd is like the best thing that comes out on a monthly basis it's pretty fantastic. Uh, Michael's list, I'm going to be pounding through these. Uh, Wally Gropius, which we mentioned. Gaylord Phoenix by Eddie Fake. Um, Edie? I haven't, I think, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen the book. Um, Bill wants to discuss it next week. I, I should look at it. Uh, Acme 20, uh, Crickets 3, uh, Sammy Harkum. I Want You, number 2, by the wonderful Lisa Hanawalt. Nurse Nurse by Katie Skelly. Orc Stain by James Stoku. Uh, Lemon Styles by David King, uh, Wilson by Daniel Klaus, Dungeon Quest by Joe Daly, an additional uh, five, um, King City by Brandon Graham, uh, Natural World by Damian J, Aphrodisiac by Jim Rugg and Brian Mar- Maruka, uh, Black Color by Noel Freebert, uh, Palookaville by Seth, 
and three translated works the Zemim Sisters by Aristophan, uh, Red Snow by Sasumo <laughs> Katsumata. What? Am I pronouncing I'm things just right? I'm laughing at this list. It's awesome. Uh, the Wrong Place by Brecht Evans, which I really loved. Um, that was an incredible book. Special Exit, uh, Noah, your list. Uh, Special Exit by Joyce Farmer, a uh, book I really need to read. Uh, Wild Kingdom sure. by Kevin Heisenga. The Dennis Kitchen, Oddly Compelling Art of. Uh, Make Me a Woman by Vanessa Davis. Black Blizzard by Tatsumi. Um, you Can't Be Here by Nicholas Brutzman. Uh, Wilson by Dan Klaus, The Horror, The Horror. That was the one out from uh, Abrams, was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blind Spot by Joseph Remnant. Uh, and last but not least, Sausage Hand by Andrew Smith. Oh, oh yeah. There we go. And you boys all have new stuff this year. Do you want to quickly shout out things you got going on? Starting with. I have the new Blamo coming out. Blamo 7 coming out. It looks great. Why don't you Thank have the you. Joseph Smith story in it? What's that? Why don't you have the Joseph Smith story in it? Uh, I probably will. I think I'm going to do it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Michael, what do you got coming out? Okay. Uh, I have a new lose. In, um, it'll be out by TCAF, hopefully. And uh, I'm, I'm co-editing uh, a porn zine with Ryan Sands, uh, which uh, should hopefully also be out for TCAF. The last zine you guys did together was awesome, and so I'm sure this one will be awesome, too. That lady guy got one. Zach, Thank you. what do you got going on? Zach is going to be working on his comic, The Secret Voice, and The Secret Voice is going to be a webcomic, and it's going to be a webcomic on my website, and on my website there are going to be a bunch of other awesome people doing webcomics, like Michael DeForge and Carol hey. uh, Dalrymple and allegedly Kaz Strzpizic and... Uh, like five or six really awesome people so excellent in the next few months well i chose you all other stuff later i'm looking forward to it i chose you all because i love all your works and i think you're all swell guys so please keep making great comics thanks thank you bye guys Bye. bye bye thank you thanks um, next week I will be joined by Chris Butcher, Bill Cardalopoulos, and Tucker Stone. Thank you, Michael DeForge, Noah Venskyver, and Zach Soto for joining in for our little chit-chat session. And I will see you all next week.